must be new here. But no worries, so am I. Welcome to Small Girl Abroad, and I'm your host, Ali. Hi everyone, how are you all doing? If you are here and you want to see if you're crazy because you want to travel to random countries just for fun or learn new languages, well, think again. Maybe you're not and you just want to see the world longer than others or appreciate it more. I understand that maybe now is not the right time, but I'm sure that as soon as things get better, we can get right back into that plan. But today, Probably is not the day to travel, but someone is here to give us an idea of how it really is to stay longer in different places at a time. So let me introduce you our guest for today. He is Martin, an adventurous young man from Germany. In the past, I have met many people who are either going through life with a list or just going with the flow like Martin is. He is kind of in between. He pursues his interest and goes with the flow. He enjoys the process as he discovers himself. New things, new ideas, it just flows. And he creates his path and keeps going. So in line with that, let's keep this casual, let's relax, and welcome Martin to this episode. Martin, how are you? Hey Ali, I'm I'm very well, thanks. How's it going? Um, everything's going well. Um, things are changed since the last time that we have actually talked in person. Yes, uh, maybe you can say a few things about it. How many years it has been and <laughs> where we've met the first yeah. time. Uh, so okay, so now it's already 2021, and the first time that. I met Martin was in 2015. He is my roommate. Is that right? <laughs> he was my roommate ah. in hostel. That uh... Uh, yeah, I just remembered. Yes, true. <laughs> yes. So we we rented for a few nights in this place, and Martin was also there along with you know other uh, renters, and we hang out and we were attending the what was that event um Songkram? yeah the, the, the water yeah water festival in thailand yes yeah so we were attending the songkran uh festival water festival so that's a long time ago yeah that was quite fun it was quite an experience yes so tell me from the very beginning how did you get there um why did you choose thailand for your traveling in 2015? Yeah, I guess that's a that's a very uh, interesting question, and the answer is quite long. I I suppose. Okay, sure. Um, I never I never chose Thailand as my traveling destination. I actually was in Germany the year before, and um, you know I was in a maybe in a finding phase. I didn't have a I couldn't find a job yet. I just finished school, and I didn't know what to do. So I thought it would be nice to to travel to India. So um, I realized ah, I need a few visas for some countries. So I just um, got those visas. And then um, I 
did most of my journey by land because uh, I think booking airplanes just a few days in advance is quite costly. So um, I hitchhiked to Turkey and then made my way all the way to, to South Asia, including India and surrounding countries until I think almost a year later, I would end up in Thailand, I think. So this is, uh, this was, it was quite a long journey already. I think, it, but yeah, when I met you, it has already been at least a year. Oh, really? I didn't know that you're traveling for that long already. Yes. It's hard to, you know, recall my, <laughs> my memory sometimes, but um, yes, I'm sure it's been, it was already quite a while when I was there. And if I may, and, how, yeah. how old were you back then when we met? Hmm. 20, I think. Nineteen twenty. Yeah, I think something like that. And I, from what I know, um, you know, Germans have probably the international system when studying. So if you're 20 at the time, it means that you are still going to study for, I don't know, another four years, maybe. So are you on vacation prior to your 20th birthday? What, what are you doing like, outside of Germany? No, it was not a it was not a vacation. It was just a, not even a gap year. It was just a time traveling around the world for me. I just didn't even think about the study back then. And I mean, you don't get a year of vacation from your study. I mean, you either <laughs> you 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 know you have to choose one thing at the same time. So uh huh. So um, you were on a break. Just you know, you decided to travel and take well, I wouldn't call it a break. Um, I would just call it an activity I was doing. Cool. And after that, I started my bachelor. So, yeah, but but after doing that time, I was just, um, yeah, doing a bunch of things. I mean, traveling and then, you know, maybe spend a month in one place and just volunteer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Couch, couch surfing, you know, meeting people. So, yeah, I was doing mostly great. that. Well, who introduced you to this kind of activity? I mean, you don't just travel out of the blue, you know, people introduce no, people. You. I don't know. People do that. No, nobody did. I mean, as far as I remember, I don't think anyone told me, hey, you should go there and you should try that. Mm-hmm. It was never on my mind, I think. Well, it's I mean, we come from a different different culture and different country. I mean, when I when I traveled around Asia, people were always confused, right? I mean, how can he, how can he travel around with, you know, with no purpose, with you know, just after school? I mean, where did he get the money? I mean, people were very confused because it's not, it's not considered a normal thing to do, you know. Yeah, I I am and, so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine, and yeah, like thinking back I'm also confused you know it's like I mean I'm thinking how how was I able to do this you know and then the little money I had how was I able to travel around the whole world but it was possible you know mm-hmm. people do it but it's just um, of course you know I mean in Asia it's very common you live with your family then you study then you work and then maybe you have like one or two weeks vacation to you know to go to the beach or to to go to some city and, mm-hmm. and yes. do some sightseeing 
but the idea of long-term traveling is not very it's very european i would say uh-huh i see so can you say that your family is not surprised at all when you started traveling on your own when you were at that age no i mean i think for my well i, I it wasn't either so, i mean they didn't support me first of all but Uh, my mom, she was, of course, trying to hold me back a little bit. I mean, she was saying, don't go to these Middle Eastern countries. They're very dangerous. They can, you know, put you in a jail and you can't, you know, they don't have human rights, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it turned out to be the other way. I, I mean, I, many of these countries I went to are much safer, I would say, than, than maybe Germany. But, yeah, that's besides the point. I think, well, I think at some point I knew... I couldn't stay at home anymore. I wasn't doing anything. So at that point, I just decided to to prepare for a trip and then get some visas and then go on the journey. But I think maybe maybe it would last four or five months. I thought maybe, yeah, maybe a bit more. But I never, I never had a time frame. I never had any idea about how long it would take. And I think that's the best way. I mean, once you put too many constraints on on the future and on your travels, then, you know, you have to, you lose your flexibility and you cannot just follow, follow the flow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really exciting. I really, at some point in, in my life, and probably that was after meeting you guys, because I'm not a big traveler myself, but after hearing different stories from different travelers that I've met, it was just, so thrilling to try something new to travel to places that i've never been and try as much as possible not to have a lot of constraints and you know not think about what's gonna happen yeah so in your case like how did you i mean what are the only um part of your list that you prepared for before you traveled well yeah i was planning to to go to India, I think that was a plan. Um, I didn't know why exactly. I mean, I haven't before that I've been to the US. Um, it just sounded like a like a, in an interesting place. I didn't know much about it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, from, but then again, um, you know, I mean, I made plans, ah, maybe in the next two months I can end up there somehow. But then for the next, for the short term, I also have some plans to visit some cities, but mostly it was just the plan was unfolding while I was there. So after, you know, after I spent time in India, I thought, oh, let's, let's continue. Let's just go continue to Myanmar and Thailand and, and, you know, discover Southeast Asia. And then once I was there, I went to Indonesia and then I was like, hmm, that's also a very nice place, but. At, then, at that point, I already knew it's like, okay, I think I've seen quite a lot. It's been quite a long time. Maybe it's, it's good to go home at some point. And then, and then I said to myself, yeah, let's, let's plan to go home in a month. I booked the ticket. It was rather cheap because I planned ahead. And then, yeah, and then my parents were also, my mom was a bit surprised that I'm, <laughs> I'm ever coming back. But yeah, it, it was more than a year, almost 15, 16 months. So I went back, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Martin, I already know about, you know, some of these experiences, but I'm still amazed about, 
your journey <laughs> because yeah. I don't think I don't think my parents would be uh, happy with this decision as well if if I did that. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of stories that you can tell your family when you go home. So yes, for sure, it's fun. And I also know that uh, you studied um, Bahasa. Yes. So I know that you know you were just traveling, looking at you know different places and cultures. So how did you get into the language? Well, I was trying to learn almost every language in every country. But mm -hmm. I mean, to go a little bit back, I I did learn Hindi when I was in India. Uh, yeah, it was it was quite useful to have a little bit of a conversation to to learn the script so you could read a little bit more, mm -hmm. and of course. Um, the fact that it's also spoken in the neighboring countries to a small extent and can help you a lot. And then, yeah, but then in, in, in Southeast Asia, in Thailand, in Myanmar, it just seemed that learning the language would be a bit inconvenient. I mean, it would be too difficult for the short time mm -hmm. because the visas there are only, you know, one month, 30 days. So I would, you know, if the visa was 30 days, I would plan to stay 30 days. But in India, I had almost six, seven months. So of course, uh -huh. the visa was much longer. And it, it, it made more sense. But then yeah, just before I mean, when I met you, I was just about to go to Indonesia. And then I also started learning Indonesian. And then I realized, hmm, it's a nice language, I should learn more of it. And then in Indonesia, it was already quite beneficial for me to, to know some basic words. And mm -hmm. yeah, because I think it's, uh, it's an Asian country where the the English level is very, 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 very low, you know, as compared to, let's say, Philippines, <laughs> mm -hmm. where it's incredibly easy to get like, around with English. Yes. Well, that's actually a good idea to, to learn a language and basing that on the time that you will spend, uh, yeah. and, you know, based on your visa, that's pretty smart. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's depend. I mean, I, I mean, I had a lot of time, so <laughs> you know, I was just thinking of of new challenges and things to do, and mm -hmm. yeah. But then, yeah, I I ended up after going to Indonesia for the first time. I ended up going almost six or seven times to Indonesia. So wow, six each time or I would. Times. Yes, it's been it's been quite some time in Indonesia. <laughs> also, this year I spent or most of this year in Indonesia. So. Mm -hmm. yeah wow that's good amazing still amazed <laughs> um and so <laughs> you're welcome so um martin i know that um after that uh, i think i've spoken to you um i don't know how long ago so after that trip i know that you were in nepal back then so when was this and what did you do there um well after i went back to germany i started studying in university mm -hmm. and yeah and then i knew ah let's do a year abroad let's do a semester abroad and then there was a scholarship to go i mean of course they have erasmus in europe but i also i think i applied for it but then i also applied for the erasmus mundus which is worldwide and then one of the participating universities was in Nepal, which were also like the, I think the head of the program. Mm -hmm. So I just thought to apply there and then, you know, 
by coincidence, I was selected. Maybe, maybe there weren't many applicants. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just happened, you know, I just happened to get the scholarship and I couldn't say no. And then yeah, I went to study computer science in Nepal, which is quite ironic, you know, because lots of people go to India and Nepal to, <laughs> you know, to study arts or to study Buddhism, to study meditation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was it was it was an interesting year that I spent there. Well, around ten months um, oh. was, of course, very very different. Traveling in in a country and also living in a country, it's a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And how um, was living there? What was the difference compared to, let's say, Indonesia, for example, the longest place you've been so far? Um, yeah, very big difference. Well, development in Nepal is still very, very low. So of course the standard is very, very different than, than Europe or even Indonesia, I would say. And since the college was not located in the main city, I lived a little bit outside and yeah, there were some challenges. It was difficult to find a kind of place a bit more than a mattress and you know, to have some kind of living standard. Mm -hmm. And, but, but yeah, it was, I mean, I love the food, the people were, it was beautiful, you know, from the, from the toilet of the college, you could see the Himalaya mountains. It was just wow. like, wow. <laughs> Sometimes seeing the snow keep a snow capped mountains. It was, yeah, it was an amazing, it was, it was, that was amazing. Some of the nature there and the, the mountains. And but of course, living there was challenging because they have water shortages, electricity cuts, and uh, it's very cold. Doing It's not that cold as in Europe during winter, but it's rather cold and they don't have proper isolation and heating. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and of course, um, educational-wise, it was, it was very, very different. And uh, I guess the education system is, is still very how to say it nicely um yeah a bit a bit basic yeah mm -hmm. but it was it was a, it was an interesting experience yes, compared to indonesia yeah i think the uh, the geography is very different there it's much higher and the roads are much more dusty more pollution mm -hmm. uh, those were some things and of course the society is quite conservative mm -hmm. Um, lots of unspoken rules you have to follow or I mean you don't have to but I mean people like to gossip and <laughs> uh, you know you have to you have to blend in somehow which is sometimes a bit difficult especially when you're very, when you're one of the only foreign students there or foreigners there I mean, it was a very homogeneous society mm -hmm. which wasn't used to you know maybe the the international expats you know it wasn't as like, I mean, if you go to Bangkok or if you go to Kuala Lumpur, it's a different experience. Mm -hmm. So they are not used to seeing a lot of foreigners, I guess, in that place where you live. Yeah, maybe seeing tourists, but it's With just, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, 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 it's challenging sometimes, you know. Was there, was there a part of you that started to think like, I, probably it's not the right decision that I made or you're simply just, you know, enjoying it day by day, the life there. Um, 
No, it was the right decision. I'm quite sure. I mean, I ended up learning Nepali. I ended up doing lots of other things. I've had a few nice journeys around Nepal and I've learned a lot um, besides the university. So, but at some point, I think, um, I mean, I never, I never second thought my decision, but at some point I was walking around the village and then people say, hey, why are you studying in, in Nepal? And then, and then they, they said, we are trying so hard to go abroad to your country to study there and you come here voluntarily. And then I was also like thinking, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I never thought about that. Uh -huh. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think, you know, because we search for something uh, interesting in our lives and if you're in Germany all your life then you want to try something else as yeah well. but when it comes to education of course I mean people want to go to the best ranked universities mm -hmm. right we have very good standard of education I mean it's a it, it is a bit odd for developing countries to go to I mean developed countries to go to other developing countries to study mm -hmm. yeah in that in that sense it's a bit yeah yeah, I realize why that, that is odd. Now, I'm sure that you are no longer in Nepal. So where are you living now? Now I'm in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. And why not in Germany again? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've been I've been wanting to do my master for a while. And mm -hmm. I found this university in the Netherlands, which really, really suited my, my kind of interest. Mm-hmm. And then last year I was planning to start to start it, but then you know this Pandemic. this virus came and it changed everyone's plan plans. <laughs> I think not just mine. Uh, COVID nineteen happened, and then I decided it would be better to postpone my study mm -hmm. because yeah, everything was online and more expensive than Germany. So just moving there in order to to study online, it just didn't seem just didn't seem like a option that makes sense i mean i might as well have just taken an onion university mm -hmm. so yeah then i said okay let's just postpone it and then i postponed it half a year and then of course nothing really happened and then now i finally started um last month in september so it's been a month now studying here and i love it it's really nice congratulations on starting this uh new journey in the university once again yeah i'm really happy and it's just one year and they have lots of interesting courses and professors and activities mm -hmm. and of course also regarding the COVID restrictions Netherlands is much more relaxed than other countries in Europe. Do you feel safer uh, now during this situation now that you're in the Netherlands? I, I was never afraid of the virus. Um, I, I, I feel safer here because my mental my mental health is better. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, which is very important. Yes, I mean, what happened in the Philippines is really, really crazy and terrible. I mean, the stories I've heard mm -hmm. from from lockdowns of a month, you couldn't leave the house. Um, I mean, I don't want anyone to get the virus. I, I, I got it myself this year earlier, which was not a fun experience. But then again, it, it happens. I mean, it's not the end of the world. There's a high survival rate. And so you yeah, were... Hopefully. You were not worried at all, even though you had it as well? No, I'm not worried about it. Well, I mean, if you see, I mean, I, I mean, I was alone. So, I mean, uh, it doesn't really, I mean, it affects young people, but the survival rate for young people is almost 100%. So mm -hmm. um, it did change my mind a little bit after I got it. I was like, this is a really, really nasty 
bitch if I may say you know it's it's really like it kept me in the bed and you know I felt like ah oh, this kind of I never had this kind of pain you know this kind of front and back pain so it did change my opinion about it a little bit but still I mean if I could choose to to be locked inside for two years or to you know to have all kinds of restrictions you know making my life complicated for two years then I would still choose to get sick for one or two weeks even though it was just you know even if even if it was bad mm-hmm. but that's a personal choice I mean I can understand that you know people have different opinions and people want to to fight this virus which I totally understand I'm, I'm glad that you have recovered from that but uh, I would just like to yeah, me too <laughs> <laughs> I just want to highlight yeah. that you are your your mental uh, health it's just so strong you're going through that but you're still you know cool about it and that you you accepted that it's not something that um, gonna last but at the same time you are in that situation but you are just you are confident that you will survive so I'm, I'm glad that it's something that didn't affect you mentally well yeah I mean if I may be honest it, it was I think in the beginning of the of the pandemic back last year in March and April I mean mm-hmm. I also did have a tough time with some things I mean a bit stress you know when you when you want to plan your life and then you have to consider all this all this uncertainty and also of course fear because in the beginning we didn't know what happened and how it would affect everyone's lives so i mean I, there were there was one or two months where i was not feeling too well and yeah not a great time but 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 this year turned out to be a really really nice year for me i mean i had such a really good time mm-hmm. which we're not i'm not really supposed to say <laughs> i don't want to you know brag or anything but um I think it's much it's it's really important that we continue living our lives and having having a good social violence you know and meeting people and mm-hmm. yeah, having I think good connections yeah maybe not you know not everyone has I mean not everyone has the same situation particularly because we are living in different countries different cities and each place has its own uh, yes. situation so it's okay if you're having you know a good year um, to you, after that uh, situation, what changed? What part of your life made it such a happy one this year? Um, well, to give you a little bit of a background, um, I was I was in Mexico last year mm-hmm. and visiting a friend who who happened, I mean, who I used to work for a bit, which is another story. Uh, he fell sick and he was or he had a stroke, so I had to visit him in Mexico. Mm-hmm. and and then after that um you know I, I it's not it was not the perfect place for me I I, I mean it's a nice country for sure but I I was just feeling I, I I need to go back to Germany but then you know when I when all this you know all the COVID cases were going up in Germany and then they announced quarantine and they announced all kinds of restrictions I just couldn't bother to go back and also I couldn't um yeah, I don't like winters. <laughs> so uh, that was another factor. So I decided to to go to Indonesia during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Bali and uh, I did my, you know, I did the PCR test and I quarantined and yeah. And then I, um, I spent eight months in Bali, I think this year, yeah, eight months almost. And 
that was one of the most best choices I've made. Everyone there was still normal and sane and uh, life continued there. I tried many new things. And of course, you know, due to all these, um, due to the lack of tourists, everything was very affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, living next to the beach, having friends and having a very high, high social life. So, so yeah. Wow. This That's has fun. made this year quite nice. And also trying some new projects and yeah, mm-hmm. helping some people, yeah, doing many things. Hmm, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think in general, you know, it is it is scary to know that there's something coming, there's something going on around us that we cannot see. And I know that some people have not really been out of their house for a really long time. And it was, you know, it was kind of triggered by uh, being with a lot of people in the same place and that these people that I know just didn't want to risk it. But um, in contrast to to your experience, you even had it, you even had, you were positive for a while and then... I I did not test, so disclaimer there, I I mean, I'm pretty sure I had it because... Ah, I see, I see. uh, Someone I have... uh, I have met and talked to she she tested positive so but i did not test myself i just stayed stayed uh-huh. inside and waited until it was over mm-hmm. so you uh, self-quarantined it's something that also is uh, advised when you feel uh yeah. the symptoms so it, it... well it, it was it was different in bali i mean i don't know about philippines but um people there they didn't really seem to care much about covid i mean and among among my friends and among the community you know, in Asia, they have, in, in many countries, there's, yeah, there's no such thing as social distancing and, you know, people always go outside and meet people <laughs> and it's, it's really hard to restrict these kinds of things. So, and, and people, you know, they have so many problems. I mean, they have to, you know, work to get enough food and, you know, get their business running. They don't really have, have time for these kind of considerations. Yeah. Yeah, of course, there were also restrictions, but um, I mean, I'm, I may not be able to say this, but of, uh, I mean, Bali didn't take it more seriously and there were lots of parties going on and, and lots big gatherings of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think people know that it exists, but they can't just stop their lives immediately. Yeah. And I know it's the same in the Philippines, at least in my city. Um, but for example, they were required to um, wear these face shields and masks and, you know, they still have to go somewhere even though there's a lockdown. So if they don't go, they wouldn't survive. So it's, it's difficult yeah. to restrict them. But, but all these, I mean, in my opinion, all these COVID restrictions, they're really, really worse. I mean, for, for most countries because millions of people are falling again back to poverty and are not able to, to have any income. I mean, it's, it's really, really sad when you really look at the numbers. Yes. I mean, of course, I agree. Lots of people died from COVID too, you know, and mm-hmm. many people lost their family members. Mm-hmm. But in my, in my opinion, it's almost inevitable. I mean, especially after, after Delta hit, when I was also still in Bali, mm-hmm. um, I think, I mean, this variant, it was almost impossible to contain. I mean, even, even, you know, even the best, I mean, even the, you know, China, which is, was really, really good at, at finding the pandemic, you know, they couldn't completely contain it. 
I don't think there's much we can do about it. And I think we should more focus on on solving the problems which you can solve. Yes. I mean, which is poverty, education, and other, you know, I mean, tuberculosis, or mm -hmm. I mean, there are lots of lots of diseases also, which are really, really easy to solve. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't understand why we try to to solve COVID, which is uh, you know, I mean, of course, now we have the vaccine, which is great, so everyone can can protect themselves, which is really really yeah. nice development i think you know people are just focused on this because it's what's current it's what's happening and it's yes. you know, attacking uh so quickly and you know they gotta do something about it somehow but of course i'm sure that you know behind i mean people who are not um involved in the research on this one they're working on something else that are also more important but um yes yeah. and that's that's what i see and i know it's new i know it's urgent but at the same time, while we're fighting COVID, we're dropping all the other problems and not focusing on them, which are, in my opinion, much, much bigger. So I don't, I don't think we should, you know, divert all resources to fighting COVID, but also, you know, fight stunting and poverty and, you know, educate. I mean, so many things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, as you said, um, all we can do for now is wait yeah. and follow these uh, restrictions from, you know, wherever we live. <laughs> uh, right yeah. now, I, I the only uh, restriction that I have is basically to wear a mask whenever I'm going inside an establishment. But I don't know how it is in other countries. I'm, I'm not in the Philippines, so. Yeah, yeah, here in the Netherlands, uh, there are almost no restrictions anymore. It's not necessary mm -hmm. to wear a mask in most places. And how, how is, uh, you know, the day-to-day -day life there in Netherlands? It's know. pretty normal, I, I would say. I don't, I think if you come here, you wouldn't notice a difference than before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Last year, last month, there were still some, the university still had some rules that you had, like, sign up and uh, for, for, for places to study. And then you'd also have to wear a mask in the halls. But, but now they lifted all these all these uh, rules so now you can do almost mm -hmm. go anywhere but of course it's very different to other country i i'm also surprised sometimes you go across the border and then you know everything is completely different mm -hmm. and yeah yeah and speaking of you know something didn't change it seems like you know the same uh situation there in netherlands what about Netherlands that uh, surprised you when you got there? I mean, not COVID related, but just in general. In general, um, yeah, in general, you like I really like it. I mean, the people are friendly. There's lots of cycling paths, so it's really nice to cycle around this country. It's it's beautiful. I mean, all the canals and the rivers. I mean, most of here, most of most of Netherlands would be underwater, so it's quite interesting to see there, <laughs> you know, dikes and constructions and. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I heard I heard about you know Netherlands, but I haven't been there, so someday. Uh... You should come. It's 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 quite it's quite an interesting place, and very cosmopolitan. A lot of people speak English. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I did not consider to learn Dutch. <laughs> Huh. It just doesn't seem too useful, I think. Uh -huh. And since I'm also here not too long, I think mm -hmm. it's not too necessary to learn it. Because of course, which is English. I mean, you're in Slovakia, so I, I would say it's 
probably quite important to, to speak the language. Or... Yeah, that's true. Uh, here is uh, you know more prevalent to speak their language or German. Uh... Yes. Yeah, same in Germany, of course. If you have to, if you go to Germany, it's quite important to learn German. Yes. So here, when I when I start to speak in English, they would ask me, "Do you speak Slovak?" And if not, they ask me if I speak German. So, unfortunately. But you speak Slovak now, right? Yes, yes, a little bit. I I can survive from <laughs> time to time. But yeah, when I... you've been there so long. You should be able. You should be fluent by now. Oh. <laughs> fluent, Martin. <laughs> it's it's kind of a challenge but yeah i'm sure that there are other people who are very um blessed in this um language department particularly um it's easier for like other slavic people of course and also you know, yeah the nearby neighboring uh countries yeah of course yes yeah yeah it's it's a huge challenge i mean some languages are really difficult to learn and uh, if you don't have an affinity for languages, I mean, mm -hmm. I totally understand. It's it's really it's really tough, yeah. And speaking of languages, by now, um, what are the languages that you already know and can speak confidently? Well, um, I can still speak some German. <laughs> no, of course, that's uh, it's my mother tongue, so of course I'm able to speak German. But yeah, I've um, in Nepal I've learned Nepali. Before that, I learned Hindi, so. I think I can understand basic Hindi, uh, but yeah, my Nepali is much better now than my Hindi. But even my Nepali is not, it hasn't had too much practice lately. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did talk to, to a person for the last weeks a little bit, so uh, it has refreshed my memory a little bit. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, mostly Indonesian these days, I think I would, I would use. Mm -hmm. I think um, you were yeah. most active in that language in, uh, in the their language Indonesian or Bahasa yeah yeah by the way what is because I'm just trying to go back you know through your experiences and now that you are in Netherlands studying once again uh, what are you studying exactly uh, Asian studies Asian studies so um, is, are you taking master in that yeah yeah it's a master course uh -huh. Okay, because I was just, um, I'm just trying to patch things together because when you went to Nepal, you were studying computer science. Yeah. While doing my bachelor, I did computer science and also South Asian studies. I mean, Indian studies. Aha, uh -huh, I see. Hmm. So I did a dual bachelor. <laughs> and yeah, I was thinking to continue. I mean, I, I am a programmer. I like, I like computers. I like software. But uh, studying computer science is just such a pain in the ass. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like it. I mean, also the ma I mean the math problems and how all this theory. It's way it's way too theoretical for me. You know, I love applying it and making making tools, making things more useful. I love doing that. But but studying it seems quite difficult to me. Mm -hmm. And and Asian studies is just. I mean, I'm really interested in politics and economy. Mm -hmm. social, um, social things yes mm. and languages of course yeah. so i'm also taking a language course now in indonesian uh -huh. wow you're really <laughs> all over the place but at the same time it's very goal-oriented like uh you have a background of bits and pieces well i wouldn't say so either i mean i mean my study now 
I don't think it's very goal oriented. I just, I'm just interested in it, but I don't have mm -hmm. an ultimate goal in terms of career. Mm -hmm. But I just think fun. expanding my knowledge will help me. So, mm -hmm. so do you think that um, uh, studying in Nepal was helpful to you educational uh, wise when you applied to the Netherlands? No. No. Well, you didn't have to apply for Netherlands. It was quite easy to get. I mean, you just kind of enroll like in Germany. Mm -hmm, they just check if you fulfill the requirements and then you can study here so mm -hmm. so no i don't think it was helpful in terms of my education mm -hmm. but you're just uh, expanding your language uh, i mean your um knowledge and you're just having fun yeah. with it right cool. yeah i mean learning things i mean mm -hmm. i had quite an interesting time there yeah so mm -hmm. so so i recommend it to everyone to study even if it's not the best offer you know you have to get out of your comfort zone and and try new places and mm -hmm. yeah that's very tempting martin especially now uh for me for example i wanna well i still have not uh, stopped looking at interesting courses online for example i still want to go to yeah. places but when i have you know when i have a baby <laughs> yeah congratulations on your baby uh, thank you, thank you. So that's yeah. something that I really, really have to consider, and it's not just—it's uh, not something that I need to consider short time. I need to consider. Yes, something. of course, it completely changes your life. Yeah. So. I mean, having a family. Mm -hmm. Yes, and yeah. also you know uh, restrictions as well. I mean, not restriction related to you know COVID, but but for example, being a permanent resident in another country because. I am married, yes. so it's different. It's not like I can go anywhere because I want to. I I cannot work just anywhere outside of the country because I want to. So I, I need to consider if my partner is actually moving there and then I can yes. study there and such. So, so many other things. So I wish it was back then <laughs> uh, easier. But at the same time, it's um, it's a balance. There were there were things that were easy back then, but now are difficult. But you know, different situations as well. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But still, I mean, you're you're close to, uh, mm -hmm. to many countries. I mean, I think if you want to study somewhere, I think it's all possible. Yes, yes, I'm looking forward. I mean, I don't know what your husband works, so I don't know how flexible <laughs> that part. So. Actually, in a way, you are quite similar um, because honestly, to tell you honestly, Martin, I had a stereotype when it comes to programmers. It was because that's what I'm surrounded with. Like growing yeah. up, uh, I only know that programmers are often staying um, in their computers and just, you know, quiet people and they don't really yes. go out. <laughs> so I think you're right about it. <laughs> I mean, I can you know, to meet someone, let's say like you or like my husband who is a programmer but loves to travel big time, that yeah. is um, something new for me. I didn't expect that, you know, you programmers are also, can can be more spontaneous as well. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different and, and yeah, of course, nowadays, I mean, programmers have the ability to work everywhere and travel mm -hmm. at the same time. But yeah, generally speaking, I mean, I was also more more introvert. I mean, I was more an introvert and more quiet mm -hmm. when I was younger. So, so it changed. Yeah, it changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I also this year, I think I also going through some more through another developmental phase, which I'm quite surprised. Mm -hmm. Changing in ways that I've also haven't uh, thought that would happen. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of, you know, something new and things that we ought to try, uh, what are you working on now? What's your, I don't know, do you have any projects going? Yeah, yeah, I've been, I mean, um, quite busy this year on, on new projects. Earlier this year, I was a bit confused what to do next, but I think I think boredom and and not having many things to do is, is really great for cre creativity. You know, if you're always busy with something, you don't think about new ideas. But if you have lots of new t free time and then, yeah, so, so yeah, anyway, so I, uh, since last year, I've been working on a website with a friend which is visualization of something. Yeah, it's a bit nerdy, maybe too specific to go for this podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, at the same time, you know, I, I've been exploring new things, maybe a bit of writing and also now going into YouTube, mm -hmm. trying to make videos about, you know, educational topics. It's some, something I thought I would never do, you know, like journalism. <laughs> it's. I mean, I'm interested in politics or something, but I would never consider myself becoming a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And what but changed? Nothing. I, I think, well, I just, well, the idea was initially just to promote my, my website a little bit, you know, and, you know, still I have this idea of, of you know, I mean, I've been coding a lot and at some point, I want to maybe earn money by myself as well as a side side job. So mm -hmm. I've been looking at different fields. I mean, of course, there's crypto, but you know, I'm talking about something something you do that you know takes you time and your work, and then you produce value. So um, yeah, with a website, I mean, it's going well, but of course, we need lots of visitors. We already have more than 100, 150 users a day, but still. It's quite difficult to monetize. So I was just looking, huh, how about YouTube? You know, how how easily can I reach people on YouTube? And then I posted, I I, I decided, okay, let's just do one video and see how it goes. And then ah, it ended up being so much work and I learned a lot about how to use it and how to, yeah, I ended up asking some of my friends to help me and I paid them a little bit to help me with something and somebody did the audio and yeah, but I realized, oh, it's so much work. And then I was so fed up with it and I was like, ugh. Uploaded, done. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and then a few months later, you know, people started watching it and commenting on it. And I was like, hmm, wow, people actually watch it. <laughs> and I feel like, wow, even it's it's not that good. And and still, you know, I feel like hmm, if I can do it much better than this, I mean, a lot of more people would watch it, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I was like, okay, let's just let's just um bit expand and like give it another try, like make like five, six videos and see what happens. So, mm -hmm. so well, you, it's, huh? sorry. So you're now motivated again to continue. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But of course now with my study, I have to really bring it to an end. So I'm really trying to finish, finish the ones which I started and then, mm -hmm. and then after that, um, go back, go back to my study and then leave it, maybe continue next year, but Mm -hmm. I still think that, um, I mean, especially for you, it's interesting, right? Because I mean, you're doing podcasts. I mean, you're, you're giving it a go. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I also have made a podcast. <laughs> you might be surprised. Well, is um, it also educational? Um, no, it's it's basically an autobiography of one of my of, of one guy I used to travel with mm-hmm. who I visited in Mexico and. Um, yeah, he really wanted to, you know, leave something behind and, you know, write. I mean, first he wanted to, like, his idea was first to write a book of his life because he has a really, really interesting life. I think one of the most interesting lives I've ever, um, I've ever encountered mm-hmm. and lots of stories to tell. So we did a, we did, we just recorded um, his life in chapters, you know, but it's in German. So oh. unfortunately, um you won't be able to i mean i don't know do you speak german no (laughs) okay okay yeah so um i've tried this and i've tried blogging uh you know Mm -hmm. i've tried websites and youtube i just want to try everything in order to see okay what do i like and what has potential value Mm -hmm. how can i reach people how can i possibly monetize it what's Mm -hmm. what's more fun to do you know so I think now I have a little bit of a more of an idea to, to, to continue, you know, and it seems like what I found is that, that it's, if you make good YouTube content, it's really, it's really easy to reach more people as compared to the other medium. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, what is something that um, you discovered that you like the most because you are constantly trying new things? And, you know, and it seems that it's a variety of uh, topics yeah. as well. What do I like most? Yeah. It's hard to tell, yeah. I mean, I like programming, but at the same time, I, I like doing research and mm-hmm. I like I like coordinating things, you know. Now I have like a small team even helping me to to do these videos. Mm, that sounds fun. I so, like having a team. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure, you know, I'm, I'm just trying so many new things. And I mean, I thought I'll just, you know, like you said before, just sit in my basement and code until I die, which is fun. You know, it's, it's fun to do coding, but it's just, you know, it's just a boring activity, you know, I mean, so you well, it isn't. Have- but, but, but it's just, you know, there's just so much more to it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I also realized that uh, I might be not, I mean, I don't know, but um, I, I might should, should try different things, right? I mean, just because you think you're good at one thing doesn't mean you might be, you might be bad at other things, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I realize I'm coding together with a friend of mine and I'm with somebody I met and He's just much much better at coding than me you know i mean of course he has maybe five five to seven years more experience and he's worked for big companies so of course there's that but um but yeah since he's so good at it why should i focus on it i mean he can just i mean i do some things of course i should do some futures but mm-hmm. you know he focused on the difficult part and i do more the marketing you know i do i do different things i try to build a little bit of a network Mm-hmm. and and try new ways to you know because the problem with the websites often you have you know you have coders but most of the problem is actually the marketing right how do you get people to use it i mean yes 
how do you promote it and actually find um, yeah or same with your podcast i mean recording is the easiest thing but but then how do you <laughs> make sure people listen to it <laughs> Uh, yes, that's true. Although for me, um, this one is just something that I did out of the blue. <laughs> yes. I also, I, I also didn't plan it. It's just that my friend encouraged me, and um, yeah, and it's great. I mean, it's it's a great idea. It's great. It's a great thing to do out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I just needed something like a, like an outlet for me because now I am more focused on another human being, and I just needed to feel like I'm myself again and by talking to people I'm having fun I get to listen to your stories and yeah, yeah it's fun uh, what would you advise them if they are worried of starting something new or let's say changing um, careers or changing from something that they've been doing for a long time to something that they badly want to try what's your advice yeah, I think my, most people would have a similar advice, but I think if you if you really want to do something in your life, then do it. And just telling, ah, I can't do this, or it's it's risky. And yeah, I guess the same with traveling, you know, I mean, yeah, I think the, I mean, especially when it comes to if, if you want to do something full time, right? I mean, you want to quit your job and do your own thing. I mean, the chance is still most likely that you fail. So of course, you always have to bear that in mind, right? So if you want something safe and you want your salary at the end of the month, which many people want, you know, with most people in the world want, then do that. But of course, um, if you want more excitement and if you want to take the risk, then just just do it and work very hard on it for for a few months or a few years um, mm -hmm. and then see if it works. Yeah. But, how but of course, you, you always have to look back and see, okay, does this really make sense? You know, I mean... How do you know when enough is enough? Because like you said, if you want to take the risk, you have to keep in mind that failure is probably going to happen anyway. But how do you know when it's enough to, uh, to continue with what you've started? Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, if you have nothing to lose, if you have free time on the evening and you just want to continue because it's your hobby, yeah, go ahead. I think it's fine. Um, but um, but yeah, if you, if you really spend on something whole time and you have to maybe support your family and then, um, of course, if you see, you know, if you have a business and your user numbers are not growing or, you know, you sell a service and nobody's taking that service or then, then yeah, you have to reevaluate and, and maybe change mm -hmm. and try new things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a brave thing to do for a lot of people. I know a few as well that um, they were, for example, this friend of mine, she is working in an office for a long time. She, she was fine with it, you know, yeah. and, um, it, it pays the bills, etc. But she really uh, wanted to try something new. And she decided that, okay, she's gonna quit this job and she's gonna study something new. And you know, things are not really going well for her, uh, let's say money wise, but three years or five, I think five years now since she, since she changed her career. And now I think everything is going well and she's handling her time yeah. and she doesn't have a boss. So it's good. Yeah, it, it, it can be really nice. 
Um, to be honest, yeah, I, th I think everyone, you know, dreams about having their startup or their, you know, being self-employed, but it's, 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 it's really not for everyone. And I think um, we have to keep this in mind. It, it can, it's usually much more stressful. People have less time to do other things, but it takes a lot of self-discipline. And even I think I don't have it, you know, sometimes uh, if you really want to do it, you just work nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about having an office job is like you go, you go home and you forget about it. You have nothing else to worry about it. Or you finish your work and then you just don't, don't think about it, you know. Mm -hmm. But constantly being, you know, doing one thing and then um, the problem is also you don't pay yourself for doing things, right? Um, this, is, this is an issue, yeah, so. Yeah, I, um, I, I read somewhere just in relation to what you said that self-care is cruel because yes you're trying to care for your mental being um everything but then self-care is more about waking up in the morning um trying to make as many uh trying to be as productive as possible and yeah. having uh, let's say weekends because you're working on something that you really really want to achieve in the future so yes it is beneficial for you but you'll have to go through a lot of steps as well before you get there yeah, yeah, but yeah, for me, it's I also have some difficulty, you know, with my work or study life balance. You know, I think I also I I usually have either or the other. I mean, I mean, like like you've heard, I mean, I've traveled a lot, and also this year I've had lots of leisure. You know, you could you could say that, and and not so much not so much work. Mm -hmm. But then I think after I have after I finish this phase of leisure, I feel like I, I'm so you know I don't even um give myself some time to like watch a movie you know i'm like constantly doing things you know even though it's maybe not related but i feel like i'm so on fire to to continue things and then i don't give myself a break you know which is also not so good mm -hmm. and how how do you feel after that are you i don't know are you doing something about it like trying to schedule breaks from time to time Nah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, uh, you know, of course, I, I always, I'm not a person who skips meals. If, if you know, if I'm hungry, like it's, it's always more important. Or if I have some, some event, or then of course I always go. But yeah, or sleep. You know, I wouldn't sacrifice my sleep. Sleep, what some people would do. You know, in order to work or study. You know, I just don't care. I just sleep. So in that sense, I'm good. Mm. But. Um, yeah, but sometimes, you know, I feel like ah, I should go out, maybe meet people, but then I'm like, ah, but it's just like, you know, it could be a waste of time. And now I could do like, you know, three, four hours of great work and have something after that. It, I don't know, sometimes these days it just sounds like a nice alternative. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I'm going dancing later, so of course, at least oh. something. <laughs> <laughs> You're going dancing? What kind of dance? Uh, salsa. Uh -huh. Cool. I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah it's fun it's fun it's something i learned this year and it's been quite some fun mm -hmm. is this is this something that um i don't know because you're like you said you're working on a lot of things you're focused on doing productive you know projects but at the same time you also wanted to take a rest and let's say not socialize for, for some time but um is this what you do to balance or to have your mental health um I don't know, to be honest. 
I don't think about it enough. Uh, so you just do it answer. randomly? <laughs> I just do it randomly, you know. Mm. I mean, I don't think I'm somebody who could have a burnout, but I could be wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a person, you know, I'm not very, um, I mean, I can work a lot theoretically, but I'm not somebody who's gonna have a job and then, you know, keep working for 10 years from nine to five or something. I'm not that kind of person. I would, after one year, I would say, you guys, I'm going, I'm going to have a vacation. I'm going to live at the beach or something. <laughs> wow. So for me, I don't have, like many people have this big hesitation to really take the step. I don't have it. If I want to, if I'm not happy, if, if my life is shit here in Europe, then I'm going to be like, okay, no, I'm going back to Asia. Mm -hmm. No, in that sense, I'm really like, really just following what I want to do. That's so nice. I, I am quite jealous. <laughs> Don't be. You have a beautiful family. I'm also jealous for you. I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, um, you know, personality wise, it's something that I have constantly struggled with. Like, I am always thinking about all the pros and cons of so many things before I dive into it. But then okay. I start to feel overwhelmed by the cons and then be like, <laughs> oh, okay, that doesn't sound like a good idea at all. So. Yeah, well, sometimes it isn't Sometimes it isn't a good idea, you know? I mean, I, I think about it in my, in my head, you know, should I do it? But in the end, I, I just know which one is the best idea, you know? Mm -hmm. But and yeah, before, you know, when I was in Bali and, and then and going back to, and going to start my study in the Netherlands, I spent around a year thinking back and forward if I should do it, you know, because I had a pretty awesome life there, you know, it was really, it was really, really nice, you know, and then the idea of going to the Netherlands in the cold and then the winter is coming and then you have to cook your own food and like live in a small place, expensive place and, you know, have to do all these things and then study and then, you know, be dependent on this and that. So it was certainly not an not an easy decision for me, you know, but still, you know, I realized, you know, I've had enough, you know, mm -hmm. of a really, really good time. I can also have a good time studying. And of course, I'm young, I want to, you know, increase my knowledge. So mm -hmm. it ended up being the choice for me. Mm -hmm. But it's it's only fine to think to think back and forth and to have pros and cons and then well, that sounds inspiring, you know, you're not a type of person who would really have plans for the future, but you just go along and things are working well for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm also surprised, you know, I thought, uh, you know, people say, once you start traveling, you never stop. And you will always be like on the road, you know, just doing nothing, basically wasting your life, you know, smoking weed or something, you know, <laughs> I mean, people have this kind of cliche, right? Yeah. But I don't think it's true, you know, I mean, I love to travel, but like after this year, I just have enough of traveling, like I just couldn't bother, you know, also mm -hmm. um, before maybe I would want to see each and every place and, and, you know, go everywhere all the time. But, mm -hmm. but now I feel like, hmm, no, I think I've done it. No, I'm just happy to, to, to stay at home and do nothing, you know, or like to work on a, mm -hmm. on a thing by myself all the time. Yeah, so there's, there's a limit you know yeah. sometimes it just goes away like i was surprised because i mean when i came back to germany i feel like the summer was just starting and everyone because they had like months of covid restrictions and then they had months of bad weather also you know which mm -hmm. is also really bad for the economy <laughs> it turns out and then everyone was like outside all the time and the swimming pools were like packed with people and then i was just looking at people's like just had zero desire to 
<laughs> to go, you know, which is surprising, you know, because you think ah, it's a sunny day, you want to go outside. But I was just like, no, I'm just happy to be at home and like prepare for my study and do boring thing, you know. <laughs> because, you know, um, a lot of these people are probably not the big travelers you are, so they don't really go yeah, out yeah. as much as you did. So you felt different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I think um, that's about it. Um, I really, yeah, we've talked for a while. <laughs> yeah, I really learned a lot. And, well, I did. Yeah, that's something that I want to pursue like um, in the future, hopefully in the near future, to just, you know, start something and really uh, follow through. Uh, it's it's not easy, but, you know, it's getting there. It's going to be okay. Yeah, let me know. Maybe we can do something together. Yes, and uh, if ever that you'll be, I don't know if I'm going to Germany, but if ever that you'll be there, maybe we can uh meet up because it's cool yeah, in Slovakia. <laughs> if okay. I come to Slovakia I'll also visit you of course. Yeah. And babysit so you can go with your husband. <laughs> babysit. <laughs> ah, I love I love babies. That's fun. So okay well thank you Martin for your time and if you do want to promote um anything I'm fine. It's it's all right. <laughs> okay well thank you and have a good day. Okay, yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.